Today, this American Dice brings you the latest episode of Dragon of Icebire Peak, otherwise known as Doisp, from the D&D Essentials Kit. Previously on Doisp. Serafina and friends, with the help of the rakish adventurer Don John Raskin, were tasked to find a lost tome <laughs> from a mysterious banshee and her dapper badger servant, who should really stop intruding on these intros. Thanks. <laughs> anyway, they were stopped by a group of people of foliage or dryads, who disappeared when Serafina showed her intentions were good. Will the party discover the mystery of Moesco, the Heartless, before it's too late? It was a dark and stormy night of the ruins of Conneberry, though not overly surprising, ever since that so-called Tower of Storms came to the neighborhood. Odd little wooden tower, just barely three stories up with a long lightning rod pointing up at the perpetually angry sky above it. Didn't seem all that intimidating, at least on the outside. You could say the same about the man that built the damn thing, too. Moesco. He was holding that mean-looking mace of his and staring out a tall window of the tower at the storms. Just got done with a religious ritual where he had to pull out his own heart. The feller he worships ain't the nicest god out there, but I ain't got to tell you that. Talos, in fact, god of storms, disasters, destruction, all that kind of mess. He ain't really known for being a big planner. That's what makes the group of anchorites particularly worse. Good thing Moesco took it upon himself to come up with his own plan instead of working with his peers. Though, looking at him smiling in the dark with the occasional flash of lightning outside showing a hole in his chest, well, not so sure how much of a good thing it really is. Guess what? My name's Dave. We're playing this game again. Awesome racer here. Serafina Donjon. Let's get into it. Ready? Ready. So, last time, you fought, or you, you saw a cranky uh, ghost lady. You saw a very dapper badger and some, some mean tree folk. What's the plan now, folks? All right. Well, that was unexpected. I didn't expect to have to fight a tree. I certainly didn't really realize that that was going to happen either. And she she's kind of like shaking a little bit, you know, and she's like looking around for the other tree friend. All right. Well, I guess uh, if you're okay, is everybody good to keep going? Yep. I think it's time. All right. I like that confidence. Let's do it. Where is he going? To the, uh, the the beacon, the, yes, mm. yeah, and it's still um like raining. Maybe there's like a, a thunderstorm happening now too. So you're you're kind of drenched. Let's see. I think the uh, lightning rod is like right here, so it's a little off from the the green beacon thing. But there's definitely been like a couple lightning strikes that have thunder strikes that have hit that since you've been here. 
does it seem like that is any kind of uh, defense mechanism that that could possibly hurt us or keep us from getting over there? Um, I wouldn't think so. All right, then let's keep going. So you're going to have to use your imagination on this one. Unlike in every other part of D&D. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess if, if if you say so, pal. So that this is the shape of the building. So you can move your tokens into the, the actual path that you want. Oh, and you're a little injured, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Serafina, if you want to remind like the rules of D&D, you can do a short rest, which is like if you take like an hour, um, get some hit points for free that way, or you can spend one of your spells or something. I'd be fine if we wanted to take a short rest. You look you look a little worse for the wear, a little bruised, a little battered, and not like of the deep fried kind. You wanna take a take a breather? Whew, yeah, I'm feeling like a like a my feet are feeling like blooming onions right now. <laughs> I'm uh heart's feeling a little worse for the wear. I don't know why I just I, I, I feel so empty and alone without that weird tree friend. Ugh. Either way, I think if we could all just sit for a moment. And uh, a little tea leaf here needs a little tea break. <laughs> All right. Well, Disgusting. tea it up. <laughs> and he'll um, and he'll mm-hmm. uh, re- he'll recount the group with a, a story about one time how he got blooming onion, uh, <laughs> but he means it as like a sexual disease. Oh God. <laughs> so actually, if you look around a bit over here to the, the west, there's this building over here that has an intact roof. You can take a breather in there if you want. Sounds great. Yeah, so um, the way this works here is you have a number of hit dice on your character sheet. Mm-hmm. And so it looks like, Marisa, I think you're the only one that's going to want healing back. Mm-hmm. So you have four of them. It's a little different because you're multi-class. So you actually have, <laughs> confusingly enough, one D10 and three D4, or D8 rather. So you can spend one of the three D eight or one of the the only D ten to get that many hit points back if you want, but you can only use this once per day. Base these four once per day, if that makes sense. You can use as many of them as you want. Does that make sense? That's a little bit confusing, I feel, especially since we never used it yet. Um, can we just figure it out as we go? Yeah. Well, how about this? Roll a D eight. You can get that many hit points back, and if you need to do more, you can sp- keep spending them. You know. All right. There you go. Yeah, so you got six hit points back. Is that... Are you back up to full now? I'm at 31 now. Oh, pretty good. That's probably all you need, right? Yeah. I think Donjon has some good berries or something. Spending the hour here just uh, drying out and everything lets you heal up a little bit. I do have a spell called Goodberry. What does it do? Welcome so, to Goodberry Home. Yeah. Goodberry. Yeah, I remember what Goodberry does. It yeah, restores you make one. Yeah. Up to ten little berries, magic berries from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And when you eat one, it can restore one hit point and it fills you as if you've eaten a meal, so you, you don't have to go hungry or anything. Okay. Can I have made those or do I need to make them now? Yeah, it just uses a spell slot for you. It's the only Oh, okay, and I might need. Yeah, so you're you're more oh, than welcome to if you want. And I have cure wounds. That would be a more direct thing if I need those spell slots. So I'll hold off on that. Yeah. Oh, and actually, hunter's mark is a counts as a spell slot for you too. My slots remaining go down to two. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. So I don't know if you want to save it or what. Up to you. I'll save it for now. Okay. Cool. 
So yeah, she's she only down two anyway. But so you spend this hour just uh, shivering, maybe drying out, wringing out your clothes and everything. Can I can I take a peek around this uh, this building? See what the deal with this place is. Yeah, I, I don't think you need to make a roll or anything. I think it's just um, it looks like this is one of the few of the buildings that is mostly intact. That's it looks like, uh, and you can tell me how you find this out, but um, some sort of outside force like invaded this place maybe centuries ago, huh? At least decades. Well, looks like this place saw some uh, saw some action, and not in a good way. And Inverna is, um, she says, uh, "Yeah, got to be orcs, you know, orc ravagers or ravers or something, trying to get down in here and steal whatever ain't nailed down." And then Shanjan's like, wait, um, I think that lady at the Stonehill Inn said it was, uh, it was actually human barbarians that did this long ago. Oh, that sounds scary. Human barbarians. I wonder if they were from one of the northern tribes. You know, among them, they have a particular kind of ritual that when a boy becomes a man, he has to circumcise his own father. <laughs> Hmm. Well, I don't know too much about all that. Um, but in any case, it doesn't look very good. No, it does not look good. Most boys are honestly not ready for that procedure and the emotional trauma that will go on there. And often you got to make apparently that tribe has to make sure that most of the kids are had before the oldest one becomes a man. I was going to say the, uh, you know, the second son. Uh, he can still get that circumcision done, but that means he's not going to have another another kid after that. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's rough. Well, I, I kind of meant the ransacking, but thank you <laughs> oh. once again for that wonderful tidbit that I just didn't know until today. I'm sorry, I was I was thinking of an entirely different thing. Yeah, I think that sometimes we're on different pages quite a bit, but um, that's okay. I still value our friendship. <clears throat> so, yeah, now that the short rest is over, is the plan to uh, go back into this uh, beacon place? Yeah. Let's, let's get out there and kick some tree ass. Cool. So, yeah, if you could just position your token so that you're in the, the marching order. Yeah, that works. Perfect. I think as you head over here, this you hear a, a voice from behind you, or I guess to the side of you, depending on who you are. Just like a an unearthly voice. It's I mean, you know, it's one of the dryads. And she's just like, um Wait. Before, before you, you go. go. She kind of appears out of this tree. And it, it's your probably the you other three can't really tell these strange tree creatures apart, but Serafina somehow deep within you, you know that this is your best friend tree person. Mm-hmm. She says, um, are you, you people, people going, going to, to, to face Moesco, the heartless? Wait. Oh, there's that tree! Don John's a little slow on the uptake. <laughs> uh-huh. oh, wait a minute. You're not working for whoever this uh, Antioch character is? Antiochus? And uh, Serafina looks at the tree and is like, or looks at Don John and it's like, shh, shh. she's telling me something. This the is important. Tree. And I think to make it creepier, she's, it's just like her torso is like leaning out of the tree. Like the rest, like her legs are just like fused with this tree right now. 
And she's like, yes, it is important. If you four are going into face Moesco, he is helping nature, but in the wrong ways, it's hurting people. He asks for help, and by our nature, we have to help him, but these storms are too destructive. It's causing too much harm. If you go in there to face him, then I'm supposed to stop you, but if you truly do value nature like we do and the lives of people that live in it as well, go all the way to the top and find his heart. And she points up at that green glowing light. He's removed his heart and put it there to summon more of us here. here. Destroy that and you'll destroy him too. And we can can all be free. free. Wait a minute. And wait, can Don John hear this? (laughs) Yeah. She's just regularly talking. You've got the same goal that we have? I'm compelled to stop you though. All right. So what if I say the best way to stop us is by fighting our friend who's directly behind you? (laughs) <laughs> she kind of slow, like slowly turns these branches that service her face behind her. So ba- based on what she had said, just as a quick snap decision, uh, does Don John think he has to, is this dryad still going to attack us before we get inside? Uh, she's saying she's compelled to stop you. So may- just maybe she will. Okay. So the moment she turns her head around, Don John's going to attack her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Okay. Yeah. That's the noise he makes. He yells, yeah. Yeah. And attacks. I did very poorly, I think. I think I rolled a natural one. <laughs> he sure did. All right. So he goes, ha! And um, and he's just hit a different tree. And he's like, oh, damn it. <laughs> Wrong one. I attacked the more voluptuous of the trees. And it's like a particularly curvy tree. Uh-huh. And he was, he was distracted. Uh-huh. Yeah, she kind of steps out of this uh, tree, you know, and she's like, as, as I, I said, said, it's my it's my job to stop you, but I'm also not allowed to go, go in that, that tower. tower. And she makes the equivalent of winking without <laughs> and having eyes. Yeah, with just like a bunch of fungus comes out of her. <laughs> yeah, that's that's their version of winking. But we have no idea of that. <laughs> yeah. And the uh, okay. I think you don't see any doors on this side, but on this side is where the doors are. So if you just run, she'll just, you know, like make the uh, effort to run after you, but you can easily get there if you want. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So yeah, what's the plan now? You see the doors here? All right, let's get in there. So we don't have to find any more tree people. And then, so does, so is her spell broken now? Feeny spell? Well, yeah, technically no. Cause she's like, please find his heart and destroy it. But that's kind of, what you want to do anyway. So is she really charming you anymore? Who knows? But you still think like, Oh, that's my best friend. Why would she lie to me? Okay. Just wanted to ask. Yeah. No, good question. All right. So then, yeah. So they go in and then Fina Feeney is like looking back after a tree fen and she's just like, Oh, wow. I'm glad that we had this. I'm glad that we talked Don John and, tree friend is right we need to destroy that that beacon before oh. more creatures come after us i can tell that you've been ensorcelled by that tree because you keep referring to it as your friend and he, he kind of gets her by the shoulders and says she's not your friend she's a tree <laughs> <laughs> trees Maybe. aren't our friends and he has a tear that goes down his eye and he goes no matter how much they say they are 
<laughs> you could tell there's some weird, deep emotional scar that's connected to this, but he doesn't want to talk about it. So then, uh, yeah, so Feeney's like, oh, we'll talk about our love for trees later, Don John. Uh, but for now, I think we should go towards that beacon. All right. Sounds good to me. Let's go. Unless we want to stay here and fine, I'll reveal my secret about trees. <laughs> later, Don John, later. Trees later. We can trees. do this over the campfire. Oh, you're right. Trees tomorrow, trees yesterday, but never trees today. Let's go. <laughs> Perfect. So going in these doors, I assume. Absolutely. And uh, Don John kicks them open. Oh, yeah. However, uh, th they're uh, sliding doors, so he just kicks it ineffectually, and then they slide up. <laughs> so there's like a little window here. A room that's shaped like here. if a chair was horny. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. Or uh, I guess a bong. This is a door here, bong. and then two doors that you can tell that go into the, uh, you know, the tower area. All right, Don John's into the room. What's going on in here? Anything aside from... These exits, what's the general feel of the room? If I had to redecorate, uh, what kind of frame would I want to put pictures in? So the only really interesting thing is in here, the window. And it's it's a very tall window, like mm -hmm. maybe like six or seven feet tall. And uh, while you're you know standing before it, you can see like just the storm. Like it's really well framed. Like maybe there's the ruined village. There's like a opening that you can see the visions of these storms on the horizon really well. My vantage is very well framed. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I thought you meant like, it's like a well, like built window. Okay. Uh, does this window actually appear to be like a thing that was made for like defense of this tower? Almost like an um, arrow loop kind of thing or like, no, it was mostly scenic. It looks almost like this is, this would be awful. Like an awful, uh, defense thing like they could yeah. just break through this window and get in way easier this would be this would be terrible for defense look at it although my god you know when you look out there at nature you wonder do any of us matter so yeah just either up the tower or down into this little door down here well i say if we got to go towards that tower where this guy's heart is based on what that tree person told us sorry person of foliage at pof <laughs> Uh, told us to head up to the top. Let's go. So then, yeah, Serafina is like behind him and says, thank you for saying tree person. No, I mean, people of tree of foliage or whatever you said. <laughs> thanks for I, whatever you said. <laughs> thanks, thanks for whatever you said to make it right. Don John, I know you're trying real hard. All right, so we're going this way inside of the, and then up, up the stairs, right? Sounds good to me. Yeah, and he kicks this door open too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Don John, just... uh, a, a fact about Don John, he's never used a doorknob. <laughs> <laughs> Knocks open a lot of doors. Yeah. So it's very it's very unpleasant to uh, have him in town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the spiral staircase goes up and there's um right before the stairs start, there's a little door that goes kind of up to the north, but that's pretty much it. You're running up the stairs or going in that door. All right. Well, this is where I have to stop. It's against my uh, religion <laughs> to go up any kind of spiral. <laughs> Just kidding. I gave you my religious opinions earlier. No, I'm I'm down. All right. Let's be careful. I don't want a bunch of shenanigans coming up behind us. 
Not till later, at least. Wink. And he winks at everybody to see if anybody's, like, maybe interested in something going down later. And he goes, eh. Yeah, everyone's, right. or at least the sidekicks are very confused. Yeah. <laughs> Just come on. So, all of you are magically transported <laughs> through, <laughs> through <laughs> the spell of locomotion up here. Is that actually a thing? Or just you're moving us? Yeah. The, the spell of locomotion is us walking up the steps. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. I was like, wait. I feel like Joel McHale. Everything in this game is so ridiculous. I don't know if that's <laughs> totally fair. So mm-hmm. the stairs actually go up further, but this is the second story, and there is another door here. Okay. Oh, and does this tower seem like it's way more than two stories? Uh, yeah. It seems about three stories. <laughs> Whoa. Honestly, that is way more. Yeah, that's a full third and mm-hmm. more. Okay, all right. Well, my God, I think this tower goes up significantly farther. Are you guys ready to go in this door? Yes, I'm ready. Let's get this g- green light. All right. So, not go in the door. Go up the stairs. You mean? Oh wait, then yeah, let's oh, wait, go up the stairs. Wait, wait, are we going through the door? No, to hell with this door. Then we got to go upstairs. <laughs> Sorry, I was confused as well. I thought this was the end of the tower. Let's... No, this is the second story. And then there's a... Yeah, you can either go up the stairs or through this door or down yeah, back the stairs. This door can go to hell. Let's go back upstairs. <laughs> Keep going. Let's go. Come on. Ha, ha, ha. John's he... doing that thing where he bounds up the steps two at a time. <laughs> but then like after a few, he's like, eh, that's more exertion than I need. And he goes back to just walking up the steps regularly. Yeah. But he turns around to say something, but what he says is nonsense. He's just trying to cover that he was getting a little tired. Okay, <laughs> so some some things happen now. As you uh, go up these steps, it's this green light is outrageously bright. So we go up the stairs and there's just a glowing green light? Yeah, you kind of see it before you, you know, and while you're still going up the steps, you know, it's kind of flooding down on you. And um, yeah, um, it's like getting like incredibly bright. Like, mm. do you do anything to shield your eyes? Or are you going up? Yeah, absolutely. He puts, he pulls his hat down so it's not blasting his, his peepers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as long as you're not looking directly at it, it's okay. But even through your hat, I guess you, it's outrageously bright. You have to like keep your eyes closed still. Let's see, what would these two do? I think Inverna's take using your same idea with her hat and Shanjan um, just has his eyes closed and then his hands over his eyes and he's kind of just stumbling up. What about you, Serafina? Feeny is like shielding her eyes with her forearm and just kind of like looking down uh, at the glow of the light as she's um, going up, feeling kind of the wall to make sure that she's steady. Yeah, and so eventually like this, is the edge of the wall and you can kind of tell, Oh, now, now I'm at the top. And importantly, um, there's no roof here. So you can feel like the rain coming down on you now. Oh, okay. All right. Interesting. Um, is there any way we can tell that if, uh, is there any way to tell if this green light is, uh, dangerous to us aside from just how bright it is? Yeah. I'm curious how you would try that. Um, does it seem like it's affecting us magically in any way? Lacking vision, it doesn't feel hot or anything up here, like more hot than usual, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't seem like it's casting any heat, but it is, yeah, just very uncomfortable, even with, you know, as much f- stuff as you can put in front of your eyes as possible. It's still uncomfortably bright. Okay. So it doesn't, yeah, you're not, you don't feel like some kind of, uh, I don't know, like you're not turning into a toad or anything, <laughs> I guess. Gotcha. Yeah, what's the plan now? 
Oh no. Uh, so are we going closer to the light or are we going to try to figure out how to so, yeah. destroy if, it from here? Seraphina, you said you've you've kind of felt along the walls, so you know that it's here and there's no question, like it's so bright that you can tell that the thing is right there, like where this green kind of star is on the map. The tree person down there, the dryad, did say gave you the the info that this is Moesco's heart, and that's pretty much it. And it's kind of summoning other foresty creatures to kind of serve him. All right. Well, Don John will yell, I think this is the heart. All right. Hold on. I just got to find the damn thing. And he just starts swinging his machete to try to, like, uh, like destroy it. But he's having to do so fairly blindly. So if anybody has an objection to that, it will can easily stop him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sounds awesome. So go ahead and make uh, an attack roll with that. And this is going to sure. be a disadvantage since you're effectively blind. All right. And does anybody, I mean, does anybody have a problem with that? I don't think that Feeny can really see everything clearly that's going on because she's kind of shielding herself and she's just like trusting him. And she's like, all right, thanks, Don John. You go for it. And uh, then we'll figure out what we're going to do after. Sounds good. Well, I guess I got an eight. Yeah, an eight. So you, um, you're swinging around and it's um, just based on how bright it is. This thing must be like huge, but you're swinging wildly and not even connecting at all. Like it must be smaller than you think maybe, or maybe it's just an illusion. Who knows? Hmm. But um, yeah, Serafina, do you want to try that same thing or something different? Um, so maybe Serafina uh, runs underneath it and sort of maybe she like sh- tries to shimmy up the stand and like grab it and knock it over. Ooh, yeah. So so you run under the where the light is or to it, but like crouching down. You, is yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I like that. And um, then maybe tries to like. How tall uh, are you? Uh, I don't remember. Is it on my sheet? I think so. I think you're I, like 3'11 or something. I thought I was three. Yeah, I'm basically like a foot sh- shorter than I am now. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, oh, you're 2'11. Oh, am I 2'11? Wow, I made myself that short. I think that's regular uh, halfling height. 2'11 and 39 pounds. Yeah, with that, you can go under it without a problem. Then what was what was your plan after that? To kind of shimmy up the the where it's standing and knock it down. Yeah, well, actually, you're able... So when you go under where, you, where the light is, I mean, it's so bright that you can kind of like... What's that term? Triangulate where this thing is. You can tell you're... Yeah, you're... Uh, I think that's a word. You're under it, like directly under it. And there's nothing to shimmy or anything. It's just like, is this thing floating in the air? Or is it just, I don't know, something above me? Who knows? But you're directly under it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing seemingly holding it up. Hmm. So I'm directly under it and nothing is actually holding it up. Uh, so do you think maybe she can, can she reach it at all? Yeah, actually, if you try to, uh, um, yeah, reach up or something, you um, are able to touch it. It feels almost like a, it's kind of like a disgusting um, uncooked steak or something. Maybe like squishes when you touch it a little bit, but it burns you. It, doesn't burn enough to do any damage, but it's like, ow, this is uncomfortably hot. And you kind of reflexively pull your hand back, but it seems possibly just floating above you. Okay. Any, anyone else have, or Seraphina, do you have another one or uh, Don John? I assume you relate that information. Right. 
Hmm. All right. Well, what are we supposed to do here? And he's just still kind of swinging his machete at this thing. Yeah. You want to try and roll it again? Sure. I mean, he's kind of just more talking it through. But yeah, hope he'll do that. Yeah, the one's fine. All right. Still uh, one roll that was great. <laughs> yeah. Having disadvantage on this isn't great. Although I guess it doesn't matter in these cases. Yeah. You seem like it seems like way smaller than you, what you think it is. I'll, I'll just go back to that. Like it, you can't seem to hit this thing with your eyes closed. Although maybe if you open them, you'd maybe have a better chance. Damn it. I just can't hit this bloody thing. It's like it keeps moving around or like I'm blind. Either one. It's a possibility. <laughs> I might. I'll, I'll be honest. I might be not able to see right now. And I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> Serafina, do you want to try or uh, do you have another idea? What if I what if I take my rapier and um, try to knock it down? Yeah, I dare you. So since you're effectively blind too, unless you want to open your eyes, um, you'll be at disadvantage as well. So just the worst of whatever role you're doing. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and take my rapier out. And I want to, since I know it's kind of squishy, right? Do I know it's kind of squishy? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So then I'm going to take my, my rapier out and just try to stab it. And and I like have a general idea of where it is in my head since I felt it. And so I'm going to like stab in that direction. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Dungeon has a surprisingly low attack bonus. Because he's a ranger rather than a fighter. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. That was a better roll. So yeah, you actually um, stab it. And you, you hear it like a disgusting, like foley, squishing noise you know like and uh probably all this like hot gross like liquid stuff like falls on you and it actually probably dims this uh light a little bit but still uncomfortably bright and actually oh maybe to make this creepier it's um now it's almost like behind your ears you know everybody um you feel your like own heart beating and you realize in a second or two like wait that's not my heart beating that's this thing ah all right hold on you think you can beat well i'm gonna beat you <laughs> gotta, he, he also does poorly he's still i think he's just hitting the wall <laughs> at this point yeah yeah <laughs> so you got a one on that was your disadvantage so yeah. yeah this is the tv show of this you're just like comedy Don- you said just yeah. hitting the wall he's hitting the wall donjon falls down uh a few he's times. got like polka dot underwear on yeah, his his pants fall down. He's got polka dot underwear <laughs> under <right>. his cargo shorts. <laughs> Serafina, do you want to bring us home? Again, you can open your eyes and try and see it. It's on the ground and it's like flopping about. And no, it's it's still it's still like floating there. Floating? Yeah, no, yeah. Don okay. John is the one on the ground flopping about because he's <laughs> right. an idiot. Yes. <laughs> okay, I thought I had gotten it down. I guess I didn't. Um. Oh, I, uh, this gross like liquid fell on you. That's what um, that's what fell down. Mm. Now that she feels the liquid and she's like rubbing it away from her eyes and kind of just like grabbing it, you know, uh, sort of grasping it at the air. Oh, um, yeah. When, when you kind of like get it off your face, too, you can smell it's like, oh, this like the irony, like this is blood, like disgusting blood just fell all over me. And so then she... Um, I think she should try to stab it one more time. You can tell like the heartbeat now that you can actually hear it too. It's like slow down. Right. So I think, yeah, I think she should try to stab it one more time because she knows where it is. And she, she kind of, you know, quietly says, Oh, luck of time, Um, be with my rapier. 
guide my rapier and she stabs at it again. Ooh. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, this this is a difficult kind of trick. So that doesn't hit. Maybe it's like too small for you too, but yeah. Looks like it's still like just bleeding. Yeah, uh, Don John yells, I can't hit this at all. I can't see nothing. <laughs> Shane oh. Jan, why don't you shoot your Wait. fire at it or something? Oh, I, you know, I, I forgot to, uh, especially for Austin, tell you the rule of uh, you have once per session you can get advantage on a, a roll that you make. This would have been handy like four rolls ago. Yeah, but, maybe. Yeah, I just realized. But both of you have that. If you have advantage and disadvantage, it's just a regular roll. So actually, Marisa, if you just want to do that now, you can just use the 18. So you can actually, um, you pierce this heart. It kind of just bleeds out and it, um, maybe you hear a scream from under you. It's like a guttural roar that kind of changes into a scream and then just stops. And then this light kind of finally fades away. And mm. if you like blink your eyes open, you can see this like disgusting, like huge green heart. It's like a, See, I'm trying to think of what this would be the size of. It's supposed to be like, um, I think five times the size of a regular heart. Ooh. So, yeah, what would that be? Like a a small dog, like small lump of flesh, dog. but it's all green. And you see all this blood that's on you is green as well. And it's kind of like glow stick, like day glow kind of th- blood. But yeah, you've solved the mystery of the <laughs> the very bright heart that's hard to hit. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. And oh my God, there's so much gore all over the room. Yeah. Oh, and it, oh my God. It's like John Carpenter and David Bowie had a baby and it exploded in this place. And then Serafina looks at Don John and she's like, are those um, human friends of yours? Huh. Yeah. Uh, John Carpenter, the Carpenter, and David Bowie, a man who would create, uh, well, he, his real name is David Bowie and he would create buoys out in the ocean. And one time they had a baby and it looked this ugly. <laughs> wow. Humans are so interesting. And she like, you know, wipes all the goo away from her eyes. And she's like, Oh man, I certainly hate to destroy an, a, a creature like that. But I feel, uh, I feel like empowered with you know and she's like kind of like touching all the goo on her and she's just like can't believe i destroyed my first heart i can't believe this what's gonna happen now and then she's sort of looking around and she's like did we help did we help the trees did we help the people oh no should we go back to the mistress what should we do yeah good question in fact uh now that now that you can um that you have your eyes open you can see there's a back over here you can kind of see that's from above mm-hmm. this kind of thing below you. And this is where that lightning rod thing is that's sticking up a good, like 20 or 30 feet above, even where you are, the rain's coming down on you. And yeah, like I said, this is all open space too. maybe a lightning bolt kind of goes right next to you and just kind of deafens you for a second. Like all your hair sticking up. What? What? Huh? What? What did you say, Don John? Were you talking huh? to me? Hello? What? <laughs> Wait. And then it clears what? up. <laughs> oh, 
man. And she's like holding her head and rubbing her eyes. Well, now we got to find this damn book. So, all right. Well, all right. Well, we, we messed up that heart up there pretty bad. Turned it into a right uh, pile of slop. Um, well, I mean, I guess we could take a look at it um, and then go back to, to getting the book if you think it would help. I mean, why not? We got to go downstairs anyway. All right. I, I am with you then. Let's go do it. All right. So if we pop out out here, David, is there anything uh, aside from what we saw from up above that we see that's different? Um, no, not necessarily. And it seems like um, you get the sense it's kind of dangerous up here because of the lightning rod. Like, All right. Especially in the middle of this, the storm right above you, the lightning rod, as they do normally, is attracting these uh, bolts of lightning. All right. Well, unless we want to get hit by lightning, let's go downstairs. I know yeah. I sure don't. All right. Well, so, yeah. two doors down here. I think you didn't see it. Let's check this bad boy out. See what's in there. Inverna, you want to do the honors of opening the door in the traditional way? Does she kick them down? You know what? Yeah, she will. Despite her, uh, yeah, not liking him too much. She uh, starts to open it and she stops and just like gives him a, a wry smile and just kicks it open. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Donjon rushes in. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> so a few things you see two more of these doors that i mean windows sorry that kind of go out to um have a really good view of the storms going on out there oh two more windows god <laughs> i hate windows unless it's windows 95 but don john why would you hate windows windows are like the eyes to the house windows are the eyes of the house <laughs> It's true. And the neck is the groin of the head. <laughs> so uh, of note, though, is this uh, looks like a half orc and an older fellow. Oh, hey, Steve, what's up? Uh, well, so a few things of note about him. He's sitting in this. He's kind of slumped over in this chair. He looks like he was, but now it's on the ground holding this. Um, I guess like a mace or a club kind of thing. That's kind of just at his feet. And he has a just a huge hole in his chest. You can kind of see his uh, the organs and stuff in there. Oh my, that's pretty rough. Well, Inverna, if you want to uh, take a look at this, and I don't know, uh, we'll leave you alone in the room for a minute, and uh, I assume you'll enjoy yourself uh, just kind of gazing at this grotesque torture scene. Um, I'll take a quick once-over look to see if there's any additional uh, stuff aside from this eviscerated gentleman. And then Feeny, Feeny's kind of like, ooh, yeah, that guy doesn't look so good. Honestly, Inverna, I know that this is your pleasure and all, but you would definitely be doing this guy a favor. And then she follows uh, Don John out of the room as well, or like to go <laughs> out towards the room. He, he's, he is clearly dead yeah. already, yeah. I thought that he was like barely alive and then like, Oh, mercy. No. Yeah. There's a big hole in his chest and in specifically absent is the heart uh, in there. What, what do his eyes look like? Are there X's over them? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh God damn. He's beyond. He's, he's in rough shape. I yeah. thought you said he was disemboweled. Uh, no, there's a, yeah. There's a hole in his chest that uh, where your heart would be. 
but you can see the rest of the the stuff in there. He is he's very dead, although not bleeding at all. There's that uh that mace that he dropped. Is pretty much it. It's mm. like um, hmm, looks like a a nasty kind of. It's like a spiky mace kind of deal. Let me take a look at this here as I uh gr- I'll grab this and then Inverna again. You can do your thing. She like and uh, uh well good. you know what everyone knows I don't like orcs too much. Uh, half orcs don't like them too much more, but uh you know some of them can be okay I guess, but I can't say I'm not a little bit happy. Especially seeing that it looked like uh that was pretty painful. I bet that now, that thing now we heard from up there was uh this this fella here. But this okay. must have been uh Moesco the Heartless. Pretty fitting well, that, now. That is what his n- necklace says. And um Feeney walks up to the dead orc and kind of looks at his necklace and is like, <laughs> huh. There is a heart with a like no sign over it. So <laughs> maybe he his name really is. Maybe he, this really is the Heartless. Do you guys huh. think this is it? Oh, wow. If that's the case, then we definitely have to tell the mistress that we destroyed him. Yeah, I guess we'll still have to find this book. Let me take a peek at this mace here. I'll just pick it up with my regular human hands. Yeah, it feels feels very good. Oh. Uh, very well weighted. Maybe you could identify it. Could be magical. Who knows? Can I do that now, or is this like something that I have to bring to an expert or like spend time doing? Yeah, you have to bring it to an expert, but lucky for you, Serafina is that expert if she spends 10 minutes with it. Yeah, oh. You want to you take a few minutes, and uh, again, we'll leave Inverna with uh, this guy, and we'll maybe hang out in the stairwell, and you can take a peek at this bad, bad little guy. Well, absolutely. That's the one thing that I, one of my favorite hobbies. <laughs> Let's um let's do it. I'm gonna check out this weapon. We can assume you just spend some time here. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's this thing. So this is what they call a thundering mace. Yes, yeah, see see the points on the side. It looks a little bit like uh, lightning and thunder. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely something to strike fear in the hearts of little kids during a dark night. Huh. I think a thing that this could help us with is beating the hell out of those uh, were-rats. Yeah, for sure. I mean, with these prongs here, we could stab them directly in the throat, and, man, they would, <laughs> they would be dead in an instant. All right. And then Shanjan is like, oh, my gosh, is everyone here crazy now? <laughs> Just that one door left? Or yeah, let's check it out. Let's see if we can find any books. Um, I got a hankering for some literature. And... In fact, there is a bookshelf here. Oh, my one weakness. So all this right. is a of note here. There's um all these kind of uh not super well made, but uh artistic interpretation of like frescoes and stuff of like storms and like tidal waves and hmm. um, kind of natural disasters. Oh, it looks like lots of people dying and buildings being destroyed and stuff. There seems to be a theme in the artwork in this room. I'm not much... People have called me a Philistine in the past, but it's more because I prefer artwork that has an inherently erotic (laughs) nature to it. And the destructive force of the ocean is definitely powerfully erotic. And another note, the shrine here at the bottom, there's like a kind of painting of this uh, person not that doesn't look that much unlike a Moesco that's shooting kind of lightning out of his hands like holding them up and shooting lightning back at the sky, it looks like. And this 
actually from the top of this shrine is the like the base of this lightning rod. Oh. Also, there's a little door back here. But that's oh. if you look out there, it's just like, oh, that's the back door. Doesn't go anywhere. Gotcha. Um, can I figure out if there's anything of like uh, this lightning rod gives him power if he holds it, like lightning power, or it's a trap to you touch it and then you get fried with lightning? Yeah, I wonder what that skill would be. Would it just be insight or perception? Oh, insight is more social, I think, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess it would be kind of an arcana to figure this out. Ah, Unfortunately, since I, th- I think both of you are poor at. I got a fourteen. It's not hey, terrible. Yeah. I think that's relatively easy to figure out like, oh, this looks like some kind of not, you know, a trap, but like a blessing. This is like a they're channeling this power to do that thing that's depicted in the picture. Like you can shoot lightning probably. All right. Let me just grasp this to get lightning powers. Yeah. And not overly useful since you didn't end up having to fight this guy, but you get the charm of the storm. Wow. And I think it looks like when um, Ernest, when in Ernest goes to jail, gets electrocuted <laughs> and Don John's just going <laughs> for a while. Mm-hmm. And then all his like his his hat is riding higher on his head because his hair all puffed up from the electricity jolts. Yeah, yeah, you like, can basically shoot lightning three times. All right. And once you've done it the third time, you can't do it anymore. Well, that sounds pretty good to me. Now let's go kill some rats. Hold on. Wait. Let's check out these books. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. you, you're you a little more cultured than I am. Why don't you check out these books? Shanjan, you too. I'm going to think about how cool it is that I can shoot lightning now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. First of all, the book you're looking for, the book of Fang and Talon, is here. You can you find that pretty easily. But there's also a bunch of other, there's probably like prayer books to uh, Talos, the god of storm. But what's one other uh, interesting, but, you know, not magical or anything, but like an interesting title for a book that you see, uh, Marisa. An interesting title of a book? Mm-hmm. That this, uh, this priest of Talos has. Mm. How about recipes and incantations for forest foliage? Okay, sure. And uh, Austin, do you want to give us one other one? I'm going to go in a similar direction. Um, it's uh, the cookbook based on the the hit traveling show Beat Bobby Slay, in which Bobby Slay and another hunter slash chef each attempt to slay a, a a fantastical creature and then cook it. Ooh, I would watch that. So yeah, mm-hmm. so you got these, uh, I mean, all three of the books if you want. I've never been a big fan of Bobby Slay. So smug. <laughs> Not crazy about it. So, yeah, I think that's everything in this tower. Looking through that book, uh, the Fang and Talon book, is there anything we can get as info on to help us defeat those were rats? Oh, interesting. Um, I necessarily plan that, but I kind of like that. Maybe I'll steal a Dungeon World thing. I'll give you advantage on the next kind of a thing you do against a were creature. If you read this book, that sounds kind of cool to me. Yeah. Maybe flip through it. Try to figure that out as we head back to uh, this ghost woman, the mistress uh, and to give her this book. Yeah. I think when um, you come out, the Druid or not the Druid, but the dryad lady is just, you kind of see her as you're leaving 
and she kind of just bows to the four of you respectfully and then just kind of disappears into a tree. Yeah, when she first appeared, uh, Don John was like ready to attack again. And then when she bowed, he was like, oh, just a regular tree now who moves. Gotcha. <laughs> Agatha over here, I assume you give the book over to her. After we go through it, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and you can pro- probably do another short rest kind of thing. Sure. If you want. No, especially in the tower, since everyone in there is dead. You could, maybe could have done that. Oh, and maybe now, like, the rain is letting up. Nice. It's a hell of a day out here. And where's that little badger fella? I want to shake his paw. <laughs> yeah, so maybe... uh. <laughs> Both of them are out here to uh, talk to you if you like. All right. We've got your book. We defeated Moesco the Heartless. It was a hell of a pitched battle, but we defeated him. We got your book. We've stopped his evil. And uh, now, I believe, payment for us is due. Right, little guy? He looks at the giant badger. Tips his hat to everybody. And uh, Agatha takes this book and uh, she's like, hmm. Yes, this is what I was looking for. Thank you so much. She looks to where the uh, the beacon was, you know. Now these uh, forest creatures won't bother us anymore either. Right, He kind of just does the equivalent of like pulling his tie like, ooh. She says, um, a reward is what you said? Looking at Don John. Right, I believe our badger friend here, Doisp, has uh, promised us some... Uh, he was supposed to be going and getting us some kind of silver. Which kind of raises a, an eyebrow at him. I know I nothing about that. I, I can, can tell, tell you that. that. Don't, Don't think, think that he's the only one of these anchorites of Talos that's here. I know they've been trying something, and this is just one of their, their areas that they're using to call these storms against something in the area. I've seen many orcs come through here. You've taken one of their lieutenants, I'm sure they are not the forgiving type. All right, so then... And he looks at Doisp. So empty-handed, I guess you are? Or what? Zerafina, do you have anything to say to Agatha before we go to Doisp? Um, she sort of bows, curtsies, that weird combo again, and says, um, thank you so much for trusting us to help you, mistress. Um, we'll always be here if you need anything. And we thank you again for assisting us into to our, nest, our next quest. Well, do, do be, be careful, careful about those worshippers of towns. And she disappears. And now, uh, what did you have to say to Doyce? He was like, so empty-handed, I guess? Is that what your situation is? He's like, oh, well, uh, uh, I suppose. You did tell me to go get some uh, silver and gold and things. I did take a nap instead. and It was quite a good nap. And, well, I'm not sure if any silver's here, actually, anyway. But you did do a good service for for the mistress and thriving city here. You do deserve a reward. And he kind of stands up on his hind legs and, you know, shifts back and forth. And he's like, well, uh, I suppose I wasn't completely honest with you. This hat of mine, and he takes it off. This isn't actually what lets me speak. It's 
<gasps> oh my god, you were wearing a hat? <laughs> yes, it, it, I talked about it at length. It it was a it's not magical, but I I did find it very dapper and it is the only thing I own and well, perhaps you can accept this as a reward and he hands it to Serafina. I get the hat. Yeah, if you want it. I Don't do want that it. on it. Don't put that on. It's full of ticks. I've eaten all of the ticks on me, sir. All right, let's see your scat. I better I better find a lot of lot of lot of tick carapace. Let's see it. Come on. I can't trust this guy at all. I want to see the scat. And then yeah, so she wants to take the hat for sure. And she's like, maybe we could, you know, kind of looks up at Don John is like, maybe we could use this on one of the rats. Oh well, I, I do remind you it's not uh magical, in fact, but it is very dapper, don't you think? He kind of rubs his head like where his hat used to be. Like, hey, it's very dapper hat, but you could get other hats, sir. Let me tell you, Doyce, I bet you'd look great in a beanie. With and his fact, head. In fact, I have a, I have a teeny feeny beanie right here <laughs> in my bag that you can have. Oh, one of your special branded teeny feeny beanies? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's got my signature magical ukulele stitched right onto the front. Oh, and those are available for order now. <laughs> That's right. And, he, and, uh, and Don Jun just looks at the camera like, huh? And she and uh, Feeny looks at the camera too and says, at thisamericandice.net. <laughs> yeah, start making those then. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, that's all this. This was perhaps the last one we have with Austin. So should we try and wrap up the the rats real fast? Just have a quick conversation with them? Sure. You want to just do it epilogue style or you want an actual scene? No, I think we can we can do it epilogue style if you if you prefer. I'm okay right. with that. And your good friend Howard is here. Howard. All right. And we see Don John. And Don John's wearing a uh, a badger pelt. And he says, Listen, Howard, I got a deal for you. You gotta get out of this mine, mate. Otherwise, I'm afraid I'm gonna have to kick your ass. Good news is, that castle that you liked before, it's open. We went in there and we kicked everybody else's ass. So by the transitive property, we can kick your asses. So, go ahead and hold your breath, or bloody get out of here. <laughs> wow, this this guy, am I right? And uh, Don John he says to no one in particular. Don John goes to high five uh, Shanjan, but who wasn't prepared <laughs> for that. And so Don John ends up like hitting him, <laughs> slapping him in the face. Like, oh, oops, sorry, Mike. And then maybe Serafina can um, would would like, you know, walk up to that same rat and be like, yeah, you know, we did a lot of work for you. Um, I just killed a gelatinous floating heart. Ugh. I think that it's about time that you guys go back to where your old home was. And we even did you a huge favor by burning all the orcs that we had to kill there for you. I think that Don John did a great job. And then she holds her hand up to like high five him, but she showed so short that maybe he like doesn't even see it. And she's just holding her hand in the air. He, he thinks she's asking for a tip. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, like, we're not done yet. Come on. He checks all of his million um, cargo pockets and he's like, uh, yeah, fine. Here, take this. <laughs> and then, um, and then Feeney looks at them and, and says, uh, and if you want, I'll even sing you a song while you go about what generous were rats you are for leaving this place and moving on. And I will not say anything about your clothes. 
Come on, Howard. Be cool about this for once. Yeah, be cool. And get on out, little ratties. <laughs> yeah, so I think uh, Howard's like, well, I'm, I'm going to have to tell the boss, but um, because you made that deal with uh, Varnaster before, I was trying to bring up a picture of her, but I guess I can't. Um, but anyway, you remember what she looks like. She's like, well, I guess a uh, deal's a deal. We, uh, we don't really need anything here. Sure, I guess take it. Not like we need, we even needed it. Whatever. And, and Howard, yeah. I'll see you next uh, St. Swiggins Day. And he uh, gives you a thumbs up, but it's like a gross like rat paw. Yeah. And Don John gives him a thumbs up, too. Maybe as they're leaving, Howard's like, working a mine doesn't sound that bad, right? I heard it's really good. Really easy work, huh? No? Oh, absolutely. It's super easy work. You need a, you need a job? Hey, I mean, I like being a rat and stuff, but just eating scraps. and I mean, that's fine, whatever. But I saw all that gold in there. I mean, it looks really good. I could get, like, rich. Like, gold gold uh, miners, right? That's how they work. It's really easy. Everybody who's ever worked in a mine is super duper rich. You know, you what? know? that's why I thought. I think you and I are going to be fast friends. Yeah. She's taking all this uh, gold and stuff that was lying around, but we can't get any more out. So if the two of us invest, I mean, this sounds, I can help you out. That sounds great. All right. And then maybe um, Feeney says, Don John, can I see, speak to you for a moment before you go? Absolutely. So she kind of pulls him over to the side and, T takes her little hand and like punches him in the thigh, <laughs> but like you know, <laughs> not, not, not like a mean punch, just like a hey there, buddy. And I and, think before I think before you do that like friendly thing, he's like he's like I don't know if we I don't know if that we should do this. I mean, it, let's not ruin the friendship. <laughs> oh, whoa, how, nothing. Never mind. Ugh. Well, listen, <laughs> there, John, John. I really appreciate that you helped us you know this entire time and these adventures and and like a bunch you just hear like magical like like behind as she's talking you know it's it's been a really great um great three weeks with you <laughs> Uh, that's been a beautiful three weeks that you've you've come to hang out with us. You've really take you've really made Shanjan's heart shine. And uh, well, <laughs> I, I I think that you I think that you won over Inverna even, you know, killing those orcs and all. I know she'll never forget it. We like look at Inverna real fast, and she's she gives like a one of those looks like mm, no. <laughs> and uh, you know, I just want to say. Thanks for be coming on these adventures with us. I know that you're a big guy and all, and I'm just a little halfling. But you know what? You're a true strong heart tea leaf after all. And then she uh, looks at him and, and kind of winks and does like some little finger guns and says, and I won't tell my cousin that you <laughs> thought th that you tried to hit on me. We'll just keep that between us. And she like laughs. All right. Well, I mean, I guess thank you a lot for coming on this adventure. It's been a sad time in my life, but I don't want to talk about it. And he <laughs> stares off into the distance and in the back, it, like way past Serafina in the woods. We see that there's a bear 
And it's looking back at him. And the two of them each have an, a tear that's rolling down their cheeks. And he clutches the, the bear claw around his neck uh, with, with his uh, left hand that's missing a finger. And the bear we see close up has a necklace also with a human finger on it. <laughs> and goes... And it goes into the woods and he goes, I guess I got to go down into the mines. Thank you, Teeny. Thank you. Here's the gold. Here's the gold that you were promised from the company. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to pay you, but you know what? To hell with it. Here you go. And he'll give her uh, some extra money. Now, Howard and I have to make sure that this place is all right. And likely, I have to kill Howard. <laughs> well, we believe in you, no matter what you do. And maybe we'll cross paths again. But until then, have fun in the mines. Mining is an incredibly fun occupation that everyone involved with gets incredibly rich. It's also very, very easy. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, then. Goodbye. Sh goodbye, Don John. I'll sing. I'll sing of your adventures forever. Not the ones about the, the drawings, though, of the orcs, but the other ones. And your pockets, goodbye. And you know, she's like saying that as Don John's walking away. And yeah. Don John walks away. <laughs> and after everybody leaves, he takes off his hat and he pulls off his mask. And he's one of the wear rats too. And he's like, Howard, uh, we've we've tricked them again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Probably not that. Do you want to play us out, Marisa? The legend of Don John. He's really a were rat. <laughs> but we didn't know that. He's a were rat with a heart of gold. He's gonna mine in the mines. Because he loves that gold. He loves bears and orcs and loves all the little random things that we don't know. The legend of Dungeon. Many pockets. <laughs> he was born in a hut. His mother could have been a cat. He loves us because we are friends. Beautiful. Of course. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> All righty. Thanks for joining us for this episode of This American Dice Presents D&D, Dragon of Ice Fire Peak. Your cast was Marisa as Serafina Teeley, Austin as Don John Raskin, and the narrator, and David as Dungeon Master. Music for this episode was An Ocean Wide by Sebastian Forsland and Happy Victory by Heatley Bros. If you could please rate, review, and subscribe to our show at your favorite podcatcher, 
It would really help this American Dice. Austin will read every five-star review we receive on air as as your favorite woodland creature. Join us next week for another episode of This American Dice. And remember, wash your hands and wear a mask. A window. Ah, yes, a window. To the windows and the walls. Yes. Sweat drops off the chair's balls. That would be basically where the chair's balls were. (laughs) Or somewhere near that area. (laughs) Marisa, if you, if you, uh, David can probably just take that and just loop it behind you. That's perfect. Okay. Mm. That because I can't think and do that. I was gonna. I was gonna say if that's yeah. (laughs) Uh, Because I don't. I never know what I'm doing when I touch this ukulele. Um. (laughs) Today, this American Dice brings you the latest episode of Dragon of (laughs) Ass. Keep that one in.